Hi, I'm Alexis Alvarez, and I'll be your host for today's episode. That's right, today it's just me. I'm flying solo because I've recently kicked off a new weekly initiative that I'm calling Open Mic. Open Mic is intended to help anyone in search of talent, recruitment, or career guidance and tips with some bite-sized informational tidbits. Yes, so that's you, hiring managers, candidates, passive and active job seekers, fellow talent specialists, you guys get the drift. So this week, I'm talking about networking. I want to discuss my take on the how-to and the outlook in general regarding the importance and impact of networking. I think it's really important to a lot of people, regardless of age, regardless of position or level within an organization. And in my talking points, I think you'll find that this, this podcast is relevant to everyone and everyone can take away a golden nugget or two. So networking is a topic that's continuously on my mind. It's powerful. Think of when you were young and easily influenced, or maybe not even young, let's just say when you were easily influenced and molded by others to a time in your life um, when this was true. Uh, And probably to a large extent, most of that still holds true today. So the circle you run with or who you decide to spend your time with, whether in a professional sense or on a personal level, they're influencing you. They're influencing your thoughts, your behaviors, your mindset. So you need to choose wisely because you are impacted either positively or negatively by those who you choose to surround yourself with. So mom was right when she said, choose your friends wisely. So recently, I was at a great networking session with a group of women who are doing their part to pave the path for women in private equity. And it really got me thinking about the saying, your network is your net worth. And that is so true. And it led me to think about my own network, the types of people that I come into contact with on a daily basis, clients, mid to senior level business folks, candidates, and of course, my own personal contacts. And I would say, you know, to everyone listening, that if you really think about your own network, I would venture to say that most people are seriously operating in the red. And on top of that, networking continues to be one of the pain points for so many people. The majority of people really just don't know how to approach networking in general or how to be more effective at it. Or they see it as something that's just very intimidating and daunting. And even for some of the most seasoned players out there, some or all of those points happen to varying degrees. So let's tackle the topic of networking. And I'll start by speaking in terms of how to kind of dip your toes into networking and how to make the right connections and meet the right kind of people. Because at the end of the day, all you're really doing is building relationships. This includes starting relationships, which is often viewed as the most daunting part. That sense of awkwardness or intimidation can seep in. And so what I want to do is try to alleviate this first, as it's the one thing that I see is the most needlessly reoccurring. Because all we're really doing here is starting and hopefully continuing a discussion around some common ground, some points or some themes that are relevant to you and this person or the groups you're reaching out to. So this leads me to to step one, 
let's change the frame or change the lens, if you will, in which we view the word networking. Some people are really put off by this term. So let me start by challenging you to remove any negative or adverse feelings that you might have about network building and instead focus on starting conversations. Conversations with no hidden agenda, no strings attached, none of the I scratch your back if you scratch mine kind of a mentality. Let's remove all of that. And don't focus on some hopeful outcome or awkward attempt at getting something you desire. Start small. Detach yourself. Detach yourself from any end goal and simply focus on the issue that the person or group that you are targeting and which you both share some kind of common ground on. It could be a similar interest or a mutual outlook on something, but of course it doesn't have to be. It should be comfortable and natural because you truly have no goal. Also, instead of thinking or using the word networking, perhaps we need to start thinking about building a community or surrounding ourselves with a tribe of like-minded people. And I think as soon as you change the language, then your perception of networking changes as well. Okay, so how do we put this into practice? How do we start building a community or building a tribe of like-minded people? This is a really great question that many people have asked me over the course of my career. And so what I want to share with you is my advice for starting out with a dip your toes into the water kind of approach. So the first thing I recommend is to find a group or individuals who have or share similar interests. So the reason why I say to target people with similar interests is that if you find a group that you can relate to, it's going to help ease you into this new world or this new dimension of relationship building. So let's start with a real world example. Let's say you're a woman looking to pivot into PE, or perhaps you're a candidate with a non-traditional background looking to pivot into PE. I would recommend a couple of things. I would probably start by joining a group, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, if they're meeting in person or not. So long as you're joining a group that in the case of women and diversity, actively promotes women and diversity in private equity. If you take a step back and you really think about it, those members are there for the same reasons that you are. So that sense of belonging and that sense of validation that is so important to us is already there. And what's interesting is that is that really that sensation of belonging and validation is achieved instantaneously. And that sense of intimidation that so many people feel when they look at talking to new people or starting a new relationship is somewhat diminished because you know you're joining a group of people that are there for the same reasons as you. They have the same interests or the same outlook or have done what you're trying to emulate or do. And so, of course, it's a little less daunting. The next thing that I would do is start following companies or hiring managers or employees who have taken a clear position on, in this case, if we stick with the same example, on matters of diversity. We have to be active and start engaging and start commenting on what they have posted or published. I think, especially now, we take for granted the ability to make a connection with someone and not necessarily have to be in front of them. If you, if you think back to 20, 25 years ago, or maybe not even that long ago, this really wasn't the case. If you wanted to meet people, you had to physically present yourself and attend networking groups and meetings and conferences, and that was really the only way to do it. But now, we take for granted the ease of networking of networking. We forget how privileged we are to have high-speed internet and to be able to connect with people that are located across the globe with whom we can start to have meaningful conversations. Not only can they be instant, 
and this is one of the most incredible things, is that they can also be highly effective as well. And when you start to follow companies or start to follow those people or groups that influence in their organization, you have a real opportunity to add value to the conversation. So start engaging and start commenting on their posts or publications. And trust me, companies love this. They love having conversations with either their customers or with whoever their audiences are. And so meaningful conversations can literally start with one like, one short comment, or a shared piece of information. So following these companies and these kinds of influential people in these organizations and engaging with them is another way to begin networking or building your community. Now let's change it up and say that you're the candidate with a non-traditional background who wants to pivot into private equity. And in this case, it can be a little bit more tricky because that means your pool of people is smaller, but it only means that you know you have a more targeted list of people to reach out to and perhaps, perhaps even more influential people to reach out to. So reach out to those people that have a similar background who have successfully transitioned into PE. Listen to their stories, learn what they're writing about, what they're talking about. If you have the opportunity to engage with them, ask them questions. It's not necessarily about, you know, getting something from someone. And and I know that that's one of the first things that we need to dismiss when we talk about networking. It's that it's not about you scratch my back, I scratch your back. That's not the intention. The intention is to build relationships. And this is just one way to build a relationship. So when you think about people that also have non-traditional backgrounds who have been successful in PE and others who approach them who either have the same non-traditional background or or let's not even say the same non-traditional background. Let's just say they have a non-traditional background. Right there, there is a common shared pain point. And we tend to relate to that. Humans tend to gravitate to those who are similar to us. And we tend to like others who we see ourselves reflected in. And that's why alumni connections can be so strong, for example. So it's not necessarily because of the name. It's because you have lived the same experience. You've been on the same campus, walked the same halls, sang the same victory songs, maybe even had the same professors. And so all of those things make you very relatable. And we tend to gravitate to those with whom we can relate to, those who are similar to us in one way or another. So this is another undaunting way to jumpstart network building. And the last thing that I would say is to be the change that you want to see. And I know that this perhaps sounds cliche, but if you're having a hard time connecting with people or if any of the things that I've mentioned before still seem too intimidating or daunting, then perhaps it's about you creating your own a group of colleagues, friends, or others that have similar interests and you become the voice of influence. And it goes, you know, touching back on that point that I just mentioned in, you know, where I said that humans tend to gravitate to like-minded people. So creating and growing a group doesn't have to be a Herculean task. If you are the voice of influence, people will be attracted to you and people with similar experiences or interests will be drawn to you. So those are four little tips that I think everyone can do to jumpstart the relationship building, aka networking. Remember, it's about baby steps, taking these little sizable actions that are going to lead to progress every day. So I hope you can start planning your next moves with these tips. I'm happy, I'm happy to answer any questions, so feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or send me an email. I'm alexis at career-rockstars.com. Happy networking.